You are currently listening to Opening Up with Rachel Smith, an encouraging, light-hearted and uplifting podcast to inspire you on this journey called life. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Opening Up with Rachel Smith. On this week's episode, I have a dear friend of mine, Josie, coming to talk all things health and weight loss. Josie is a personal trainer out in Minnesota, USA, and she has very kindly agreed to come on and just discuss ways that we can fit weight loss into our schedule, the do's, the don'ts, and just how we can actually do it by eating donuts. And yes, Josie is my kind of girl because I do love myself a donut from time to time. So just keep on listening. She has got so much information. She is a bundle of energy and like me, she loves to talk a lot. So you are in for a treat with this one. I would just quickly like to apologize for the audio on today's podcast episode. I had some major technical issues and it sounds like I am sat in a tin can somewhere. (laughs) I don't honestly know what happened. Um, I promise you it is only this episode in the series that it is like this. Please bear with me. There is so much knowledge that needs to be shared and I am so sorry for my audio on this one. I hope you can stick with it and just know that I am okay. I am not in a tin can and I am doing fine. Hi Josie, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing this morning? Or this afternoon afternoon for you? Yeah, well it's 3 o'clock here, so what time is it over there? 9am right? Yeah, 9am over here in Minnesota. Nice and early. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, Josie is a personal trainer and a fitness professional. She is coming onto the podcast today to talk about um, health journeys and how we can lose weight, how we can maintain weight, how how we can just become stronger in ourselves. She kind of has very similar outlooks to how I have gone along my personal journey with weight loss. So I thought she'd be a really good guest to get on and just have a chat. So first of all, for having me on. You are very welcome. First of all, I know I've kind of briefly introduced you, but just tell me a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, so, well, like you said, my name is Josie Cordelette, and I'm a certified personal trainer here in Minnesota, but I train all over the United States, and I have the capability to train all over the world as well. And essentially what I do is I help women mainly uh, lose weight and make sustainable lifestyle changes so that they can you know, mainly lose weight, but also create healthy habits that are going to help them live a healthy, active lifestyle, hopefully for the rest of their life. Amazing. And how did you get into that? Was it a journey that you had yourself or was it just something that you're passionate about? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was a lot younger, my journey kind of started when I was a kid and I was always a chubby kid. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, don't worry. (laughs) I was, uh, you know, a chubby kid. I wasn't really interested in sports ever. I was more of an art kid, music kid. And so as time went on, I I started gaining weight. I Mm -hmm. really used food as comfort. And it was also something that would help kind of combat boredom. And mm-hmm. it just kept me stimulated. Oh, I thought it was feeling you on that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was a boredom thing. And over time, I had just kind of started gaining some weight. And I was really self-conscious about it. And I had, over the years, I had tried the whole, you know, I'm going to try to work out. I'm going to try to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. And nothing ever really stuck. 
And it got to a point where I was, I was a teenager when I really made my big changes. And you know, when you're a teenager, everything yeah. is already intensely horrible. Yeah, and it adds like a weight issue as well. It just yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, really, some people. <laughs> it was a little too much. So at that point, I was feeling really low. I really had no confidence in all areas of my life. You know, the weight was just one area, but there mm-hmm. were a lot of other things going on within my mental health and that I just hadn't addressed because I had kind of put the weight as the pedestal. This is my problem, you know. And I hadn't really dealt so with anything. You bring up the mental health. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about a little bit later, but um, that's one thing that I picked up on when I started my journeys. I didn't realize just how much of a mental impact it had on you. Not mm-hmm. not necessarily in a negative way, but just how much I didn't realize was unaddressed inside of me already. Yeah, and it's interesting because I think like, and this is exactly what happened to me. I had a lot of anxiety and depression, even when I was younger, I just, I'm a naturally anxious person. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot going on that I hadn't addressed. And, I mean, in my own defense, I was just a kid. So, you know, well, that's yeah. happened, right? <laughs> not beating myself up or anything. But what I ended up finding was, you know, I had in my head logically made weight is the reason you're not happy. Your weight is the reason you don't have as many friends. And that's what we get told. Weight is yeah. equals happiness. And that is not the case. Exactly. That's a great point. That's what we're told all the time. And what I ended up noticing is when I lost the weight, it's like, oh, I got to deal with all this other stuff, too. Because mm-hmm. I remember I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but I remember losing weight, too. And I still had the anxiety. I still had the depression. And luckily mm-hmm. for me. I went ahead and I had the resources and I had a really supportive family that, you know, pushed me to go. We went and dealt with all those issues, too. And so it actually created a really good change opposed to some people. I know it's like they'll hit the end of their weight loss goals. They'll still have all the stuff in their head that they don't take care of. And then it's revert right back because they have to go back to some coping mechanism. You know, if you don't find a new healthy one, you're going to go back to food. But essentially, once I hit that kind of peak weight, and I had kind of been at my lowest point, I ended up getting a personal trainer. And that completely changed my entire life. Uh, I Mm -hmm. had a plan, I knew what to do. I still had to go and do it. But I at least wasn't confused anymore. I there wasn't like, because I remember, back in the day, I mean, I think me and you are very similar ages, at least over here in America, there were always talk shows where they talk about how to lose weight, infomercials, where it was like, try this new shake, try this new... And that's how they confuse you because there's so many products that have instant results, but at the end of the day, they're not sustainable, so you can't continue them for long periods of time. Exactly, and I remember just like watching those things and be like, oh man, I wish I had that, or I wish I could do that because... Mm -hmm. It would be so quick and so easy. Like, I really wanted that quick fix. But, you know, obviously, you try that stuff for a long time, nothing works. And so yeah. I went the old boring way of exercise. <laughs> you have to do that. Where's the fun? I know. I'm an idiot. And what do you know? It, it worked. And that's really when my, um, my passion for training came in. I knew right after I'd lost the weight and I had maintained it for some time that I was, I was like, I want to be a trainer because my mm-hmm. trainer and my you know, view at that time, especially changed my life. She gave me the freedom to not just lose weight, like that's 1% of the Mm -hmm. transformation, the 99% of the transformation comes from the character development that you build from creating a routine, uh, how you take care of yourself, all of that. And so and also, I I find that even the personal trainer affects it so much. Like if you don't like your personal trainer, the fact you would never 
putting to practice what they're telling you to do. Exactly. Absolutely. My trainer, I actually don't know where she is. And I've been on this hunt for years to try to find her. her. I know I've got to like, I've got to go FBI mode and find her. But I mean, it changed my entire life. She was so nice and so kind, but she also would hold you accountable. And that was a good fit for me because that's what I needed. I needed to be kind of smacked out of my laziness a little bit and my denial uh, that I was going through as well. So the, the trainer definitely has a, is a big part of that. And you want to make sure if anybody listening to this is looking for a trainer, make sure it's somebody whose personality you get along with. Yeah. Make sure it's somebody whose vibe you fit with. I know that sounds so goofy, but it really makes a big difference. It's it does make like a any difference. Other, it's literally like any other relationship. Like if you got a therapist that you didn't like, it wouldn't go that well. I mean, you spend a lot of time with your trainer. They know a lot about you. So you want to make sure it's somebody who is a good fit for you. But that's an aside. (laughs) Absolutely. But that's how I got into training. Right after I graduated high school, I got certified. I started working in big gyms, small gyms. And then about three years ago, I started my online training company, uh, Josie Cordelette Coaching. And We've been off ever since. So that's a little bit about my background and how I got into training and how I lost weight. Of course, I'm leaving out like a billion other stories. Oh, of course. I'll save everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So we briefly just touched on it um, about all this confusion within the health industry. What do you think of quick diets or fad diets the keto all these different things that are available what is your view on them and do you do they work and if they do or if they don't what are the reasons behind that so really to kind of make a caveat before i go into this um in terms of i'm just going to be speaking in terms of weight loss so any Mm -hmm. other health claims that these different diets have I can't speak on but when we're talking about weight loss what's really important to understand when when we're looking at diet is that how you lose weight is being in something called a calorie deficit which means that you are eating less than you are burning so Mm -hmm. any diet in theory can totally work if they're putting you in a calorie deficit whether you're tracking points or you you're on a meal plan or you're tracking calories or you're Mm -hmm. tracking macros Um, Even if you're on the keto diet, if you're eating less than you are burning, you're going to lose weight. That's really what it comes down to. There's no other special sauce. There's no (laughs) minimal. It sounds so simple, but it's so hard. Yeah, it is. And so when it comes to these more, quote, fad diets, what I what I like to always emphasize to people is it's not the diet that's working. It's not that you're doing keto and that's the reason it's where it's, you're in a calorie deficit. You're eating less than you're burning. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to understand because once people understand how simple it is, then you need to look at the methods. Really think about it. Keto is just one method. It's one uh, track you can take to being in a calorie deficit. Yeah. Calorie counting is just one method you can use. So what you need to think about when you're looking at weight loss and you're trying to pursue it yourself is what's going to feel sustainable. And a lot of times the reasons, and and by sustainability, I mean, what can you do for a long time? Mm -hmm. What are you going to be able to do and what's actually going to work for you consistently? That's what you need to think about. So when it comes to fad diets, the reason why a lot of them don't work is they, they come out with a lot of structure. And a lot of times there's a lot of what I would describe as newness like oh yeah. I have to now figure out all this stuff and I can and they make you put so many things out at once that you just 
don't feel like you can ever do that. Exactly. And that's not sustainable for most people. And so the problem is, is they make you make a lot of changes at first, which when you're first doing it and you're like all jazzed up, you're like, oh yeah, this is <laughs> what I needed. Heck yeah. This is and then after like two days, days, you're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why they usually don't work. And a lot of, they're designed to get you hooked first, right? So you lose a bunch of weight so you can say, oh my God. And I don't, I keep using keto, but any diet, you could even put yeah, calories. Weight watchers, slimming fast, yep. all those kind yep. of things. You can say, oh, I lost all this weight within the first two weeks, but then people will find a month, two months in, mm -hmm. they're like, I've plateaued. I'm no longer seeing results. Oh man, this sucks. Let me try something new. So they get jazzed up again. They're like, heck yeah, now I'm paleo. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried paleo, by the way? Have I? No, I, you know. It's really hard. Is it hard? <laughs> you can basically eat dirt. That's about it. Oh man, that's that's horrible. <laughs> well, okay, I'm I'm what being a bit extreme, but that? um, it is really hard. I tried it for I think I lasted about two weeks, and Isn't it was that just the, a mess. That's the one where it's really high protein, correct? Like you're basically eating what comes from nature. The ground. Yeah, anything yeah. that was earth base that hasn't been touched by any sort of chemicals or gone through a factory or anything like that well and that's very hard for most, mm -hmm. all food tell me about it <laughs> unless you're growing it yourself but yeah that's what really the problem is is it's not sustainable like even with the paleo diet like that's a great example if you're really and i don't know too much about the paleo diet so if mm -hmm. there's a paleo lover listening and they're like you're completely wrong, completely wrong. <laughs> i probably thought it all I'm wrong using, as well <laughs> i'm using this as an example you know if there's a rule in your diet of oh you can only eat what comes from the ground it can't be chemically processed well, for most people, especially here in the States, you walk into a grocery store, everything's chemically processed. Oh, that's something I learned when I lived in America. Yeah, from your fruits to your vegetables to, I mean, everything that looks natural has some chemicals added to it. Mm -hmm. so that you even have um, special chemical sprays to get rid of the chemicals of fruits and veg, right? <laughs> yeah. See, we don't have to do that. I mean, we should wash our fruit and veg, but not because of chemicals, just because of the natural dirt that it carries along the way. And a lot of it's done here because our food needs to be shipped from a long place. So they put preservatives and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, for most people, it's not a huge deal. But like, let's say you're really into paleo and you don't want to screw it up. This is a problem that I see with a lot of dieters. It's very black and white. And so mm -hmm. then they're thinking, oh, God, can I have this? Can I not? And it just becomes more trouble than it's worth, yeah. right? Because you're told this is good, this is bad. And yeah, back to the chemicals on the fruit. That's just good old America for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Extra sugar and everything just because. <laughs> we love sugar, we love chemicals, we love motorcycles, and we love rock and roll. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> about right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, that's really my opinion on fad diets is I understand why people want to start them because mm -hmm. it, it gives you structure, which we all need really, right? When you start a diet yeah. or you start anything, you need some structure and it kind of promises this quick and extraordinary result. And people want that. And I would never shame anybody. Heck, there's areas of my life where I want quick and extraordinary <laughs> If only it was that simple though. <laughs> you know, that's just the, that's human nature. And so I would never shame somebody for wanting that. But what I will say is nine times out of 10, it doesn't last very long. And you're almost mm -hmm. better off kind of trudging through the monotonous, you know, day to day of trying to eat healthier and being in that calorie deficit and making those habit changes that are actually really difficult to do, especially yeah. if 
food's a coping mechanism for you. You're better Mm -hmm. off doing the hard work up front because it'll last longer. So that's kind of my take on fad diets. Again, I don't shame people who have tried them. I know many people who are successful on them. And if that's Mm -hmm. the case, that was your modality to be in that calorie deficit and lose weight. But that doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody. And usually in my experience, nine times out of 10, people fall off of them or they go on to another one. They just get in that cycle. It's kind of inevitable, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it seems to be. There are some of the unicorns out there that make it all work and become like the brand ambassadors and stuff. But but, I mean, when you're talking in like terms of five, 10 years, it's almost, you'd never see anybody like that. Really, I can't think of many people. I mean, Again, this is, I might be dating myself here a little bit. <laughs> like I think back to oh, what was it, Slim Fast or something, and they would have all these celebrities. Oh, was that the shakes? I think so. I'm totally probably thinking of the wrong diet or product, but I remember like Valerie Bertinelli. This is she's a I have no idea who that is in the U.S. But she's okay. on TV all the time. Like I did Slim Fast, and I lost all. The, well, I don't know if Valerie Burton and she probably did it for three years. I don't know where she's at with it now. Has she tried something? New? You know, it's that five to ten. It's like all these celebrities who do these um, like fitness videos. They lose weight so fast, but then you see them six months down the line, and most of the time they have put their weight back on. Exactly. So I'm more interested when I look, and this is what I encourage all the listeners to do: is when you're looking at that stuff. I would say you want to look in terms of like five to ten years of that maintenance. Is that person still doing the same exact thing they were? from five to 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. If so that probably works. At least it works for them. Now, celebrities don't ever, <laughs> they have very <laughs> nice lives. We know yeah. people. <laughs> <don't>. <laughs> We're not, I'm not Mark Wahlberg where I get to wake up at 4 a.m. and work out. And probably have the best personal trainers and, you know, <laughs> organic food and all that kind of thing. Yes, us, us peasants are not a 4 <laughs> <laughs> But... You know, you want to look even at your favorite Instagram people and, you know, now social media is so big. Your YouTubers have they I more look in five to ten years of maintenance Mm -hmm. and consistency more than six months of consistency. It's easy to lose weight. It really is. If you really stick to something and you're disciplined with it in a short amount of time, you can lose weight. But can you keep it off? That's a whole other conversation. And that's when that sustainability really becomes the top factor in this. Yeah, that makes complete sense. You know, it's so hard. And especially when I was starting my journey, like you were just saying, I had no idea where to begin. Um, Mm -hmm. I looked at various different things. And ultimately, I just decided that the best thing to do was to do it in a maintenance way. So it has probably taken, I mean, yes, I've lost a lot of weight in a short period of time. But now kind of where I'm at, it's slowing down because it isn't more of a, not maintenance phase, but a, this is a lifestyle change so now it's kind of catching up with me whereas before because I wasn't eating or drinking the things that I eat now it it just naturally fell off and one thing I do want to kind of ask you is I know we've talked a lot about confusion what is one thing or how would you tell people to start you know Mm. I know you were saying look on Instagram and all those kind of things but Obviously, we don't have a fast track five years down the line to see if what they're telling us right now is genuine. Um, So how would you tell people to kind of start or where to start? So what I would tell people is, first of all, everything you think you know, just let that dissipate for a second. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is people are going to hear this question and they're going to 
they're going to have all these preconceived notions from things they've seen. And what I really mm -hmm. want to break weight loss, especially down to muscle building, all that aside, is it's very simple. Does that mean it's easy? Absolutely not. That mm -hmm. I would be a fool to tell you. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, we don't need her on the podcast. <laughs> You're like, and leave recording. And <laughs> but it's very simple. It's calories in versus calories out. And what I always encourage people to do when they're starting and they're not quite sure where to start is very small, simple steps. If that means that you're adding in one five-minute walk a day, do that. If that mm -hmm. means that, you know what, I don't eat many vegetables, so I'm going to add in a serving of vegetables, do that. I think to also people underestimate the power of walking. That's how I started. Oh, yeah, I couldn't do any ex mm -hmm. exercise when I started. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the other thing you don't really, especially when you're really focusing on weight loss, of course, for your health, you want to exercise, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's all these benefits that come with it. But for weight loss, where it really happens is nutrition. So if anybody was starting, if I'm going to give you like a cheat sheet to what I do with most of my clients, of course, this is condensed, and there's more yeah. to it. And so don't be so you know, there's a lot of accountability and troubleshooting that goes into this. What I would suggest is start calorie counting and just see how much you're eating right now mm -hmm. and be super honest. And that with in it. itself is so surprising. You don't, when you start looking at the things that you would mm -hmm. eat, you don't realize just how many calories are in it. Exactly. And I think too, a really enlightening exercise that I do with my clients is the first two weeks of our program, we don't, they're not, they don't have a calorie range. They aren't making any nutrition changes. They might on their own, but mm -hmm. what we're telling them to do is, eat like you normally do but track it so that we get data down because mm -hmm. that like you said is so enlightening and a lot of times just by doing that they come to their own conclusions of like oh yeah i need to swap this out for this and this out for it's this. those little biscuits when you go to the cupboard and you're like oh that's fine and then it's like 120 calories for one biscuit but you have four of them <laughs> exactly <laughs> and if you're and if i always tell people to approach this like a scientist you know, because it's very easy to get emotional. And if you're somebody who gets a lot of anxiety around calorie counting, don't sweat it. There's other methods. I won't get into them here because it's just mm -hmm. there's so much you can do. But um, yeah, so I would say start by just calorie counting. Look at what you're normally eating and then look back. Use common sense. We all know we need to be eating more vegetables. We all know that if we eat, you know, like a sleeve of Oreos in a day, that's probably not the best. <laughs> approach for weight loss look back approach it like a scientist don't be too emotional about it and if that's too hard for you maybe skip this exercise but look at mm -hmm. it like a scientist and just say oh that probably isn't going to help me reach my goal that probably isn't going to help me reach my goal either then just make those small little habit changes and again it's it's simple but this does take time and it takes strategy yeah. this is why i always recommend working with a coach because it can become very difficult eventually um, when you're trying to make habit changes, you don't know where to start. But some simple habit changes I can suggest just here for anybody listening, adding in more fruits and vegetables to your diet. Yeah. That's just a great thing to do, not just for your health. Like we need fruits and vegetables to get the right nutrients. Majority of the time, vegetables are low calorie anyway, and they're so filling. So that's instantly exactly. a, a quick fix. Fiber is like your superpower when it comes to weight loss because fiber really helps us stay full. And mm -hmm. think about it. The more fruits and vegetables you add in, it's going to naturally crowd out those higher fat, higher sugar foods. So I'm a big fan of adding food in opposed to restricting and being like, all right, no mm -hmm. more 
no more cookies, no more pizza. I'm more like, hey, my first thing with every single client is let's add in either more protein or more fruits and vegetables. And that mm -hmm. just helps crowd out some of those more unhealthier options. A second habit that's really helpful is adding in more lean protein. So adding in more lean chicken, more beans, more lentils. Again, that's a way that you can really start getting protein, building muscle, especially if you're on an exercise program as well. Mm -hmm. and it's going to crowd out those more unhealthy foods. You're going to be fuller for longer. It's yeah. going to fuel your body. So you probably won't have as many cravings. These are simple little habit changes you can make today and that you can start making an action plan for that are going to help you save on calories. Now, if you want the most predictable way to lose weight, I would recommend finding your calorie range, which I would do with the guidance of a coach or you can use an online calorie or, or online calorie calculator. Um, a really good one online that I know of is the Jordan Syed. Um, he's oh, a Instagrammer from the US. His calorie counter or calculator is really good. It's just, it's, okay. it gives you enough food. That's what yeah. I'm more concerned about. For anyone listening, I will link that down below so you can check out the description for that. Perfect. And I can send you a link to it. It's a really person estimate. But it's out of all the ones I've seen, it's probably one of the best. And okay. so then you can kind of figure out your weight loss calorie range and then just track according to that. And of course, if you're over some days, ah, screw it. It's fine. Just start over the next You know what? Days. Actually, can we just hang there for a second? I saw something on Instagram today that said, um, obviously, calorie deficit means you're losing weight. Um, but in terms of putting weight back on, you have to be eating, I think it was something like 3,500 calories over the space of five days before you actually put weight on. Is that something along the lines? Is that right? Um, so I don't, <laughs> for everybody listening, I'm not the expert on this specific thing. From my understanding, in one pound of fat, there's like 3,000 calories. Again, we could probably okay. Google this and I could be wrong. But what I think is really important to take away from that is that, yeah, in order to gain weight, you have to really consistently be in a higher, in a calorie surplus, mm -hmm. you're eating more than you're uh, burning. And so this is like a great point that I bring up with my clients. Like, just like it takes a while to lose weight, it takes a while to gain weight too. You yeah, know, the so one by day is not the end of the world. Yeah. So if you, if, even if you, ah, I don't know, if you were in like four chicken wing eating contests over the weekend and you ate <laughs> a ton of calories. I wish. I, I say, man, if we can find one. Once all this COVID stuff is done, we're all getting together, the podcast listeners, while we'll a chicken wing eating contest. Exactly. <laughs> we'll do it here in America too. It'll be chemical. Oh, or I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> but even if you did that, you're, the chances of you gaining like 45 pounds overnight are not going to happen. And so you mm -hmm. can rest easy knowing that. But it is those little things you do every day that'll start to add up. So if you're yeah. going 500 calories over your kind of range every day, which is surprisingly easy to do if you're not counting correctly or if you're not really being mindful, that over time will lead to that weight gain. But yeah. it's just like, if you eat one salad, you're not going to look like J-Lo. Just like if you <laughs> eat one burger, you're not going to look like that easy, we would all look like J-Lo. I don't even know how J-Lo looks like J-Lo. It's not fair. That's all Money. <laughs> Money, yeah. Money. <laughs> like alien genes. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I would like to do is I'd like to break some myths. So okay. can I ask you a few things? And can you tell me if they're good or if they're bad? Absolutely. I or if they're right or if they're wrong. So 
all carbs bad for you? No, carbs are actually extremely, extremely good for you. Um, that myth kind of got put into circulation because carbs, I mean, carbs are all sugars, okay? So simple mm -hmm. or complex. So we're talking about table sugar as a carb, um, grains, breads, pastas, even at least in America, even vegetables and fruits are still considered carbohydrates because they're made out of these simple sugars, these simple molecules, and they're digested similarly to sugars. So carbs are not bad. And actually, it's recommended, at least here, that in a balanced diet, 50 to 60% of your diet is made up of carbohydrates. Now, wow, that's quite high. Yeah, that's high. Here's the caveat, though. That doesn't mean it's like cakes and cookies. And that's what I think people get confused <laughs> about. Is when people think of carbs, they think, oh, donuts, oh, bread, oh, pasta. Mm -hmm. that, those are carbs. Those are bad. No, you, of course, want to limit and eat those things in moderation. But when we're talking carbs, that's fruits, that's vegetables as well. That's going to also be added in there. And I mean, a good portion of your diet should be fruits and vegetables anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so Carbs are not bad at all, and our body really needs carbs in order to, to fuel itself and to function properly. A lot of our brain and cognitive function is based on the amount of carbohydrates we have in our body. Um, the way I think about carbs is they're like, our, they're like our quick fuel. You know, when you're really hungry, you have that 3 p.m. energy dip. What's the first thing we want? We want like candy because yeah. it's that fast sugar that is going to be burned really quick by our body. And it, it's just, it's the easiest thing for our body to process for fuel. It's also the uh, fastest digested. So like if I'm going for a run, I'll eat an apple or something beforehand and that'll give me that quick energy. It won't weigh me down. So carbs are definitely not bad. Just like everything though, moderation is key. So make sure that, you know, you're not filling all of your carbs up with like breads and pastas. You're also adding in you know, starches, potatoes, mm -hmm. lots and lots of fruits and vegetables. That should be really the majority of your carb intake is a lot of fiber, a lot of good okay. produce. Um, but carbs are absolutely not bad. And if you weren't eating carbs, you would only then be eating like fats and proteins, which if you eat too many of those, there's downfalls to that as well. So like a yeah. lot of times you'll hear the carbs are bad thing. It's coming from kind of the high fat, uh, side of the internet or the world or whatever you want to call it and for medical reasons some people are low carb and that's totally valid but in terms of weight loss and general health the average person doesn't need to cut carbohydrates and only eat fats and proteins you you need okay. a, just a good balance of all of it yep that makes sense i just wanted to break that one because i hear it all the time and i'm like at, at first i thought it was a bad thing but now i'm like no this is not right <laughs> You're like fighting people on the exactly. comments of Instagram. Like, what's wrong with you people? You're a liar. <laughs> well, that really started out of the whole like Atkins high fat keto thing. Um, and it, but luckily, we've been we've had a resurgence lately of really good information and a lot of um, definitely kind of science backed information has been pushed out there a lot. So I hope that the whole carbs are bad thing. Um, even fats are a bad thing, is kind of being squashed down in, in the media and especially on social media. Now that you have mm -hmm. more people like me, other fitness professionals, other health professionals coming out, kind of squashing these myths all over the place. So if anybody's listening, carbs are not bad. You can have bread, you can have cookies, you can have donuts, all that stuff. But 
common sense in moderation you'll be good to go this is why i like you because i like the fact that you tell us we can have donuts <laughs> exactly well and if you're just doing it for weight loss to remember it's calories in versus calories out now is this what i'm gonna propose here the best strategy no but if you literally ate cake all day and it was within your calories you're gonna lose weight you know if you're under that uh calorie deficit number you'll still lose weight you'd feel horrible i mean if you just ate well cake, yeah you know, if you want to put all the effort into lose weight, you at least want to feel good about it. Exactly. And that's why we, we really emphasize that you're filling those calories with a wide variety of carbohydrates, fruits and vegetables, proteins, fats. So it's all in moderation. Absolutely. The second thing I want to ask is, is eating after eight o'clock a bad thing or eating just before you go to bed? That's a great question. And I don't know where this started. Um, but it doesn't really matter when you're eating. Now it could in terms of your digestion and all of that stuff. And there may be certain health things I'm not privy on, but in mm -hmm. terms of weight loss, it all again comes down to calories and calories out. So if you are overeating your calorie range after 8 PM, then that's going to be an issue for weight loss. When those but, midnight like, snacks come in. <laughs> yeah, and that's usually what happens. And that's usually, I think, why people have this limit they set on themselves is because by 8 p.m. they've probably eaten all they should, quote, for the day. Mm -hmm. And then once 8 p.m. hits, then they start going over their calories. But, you know, I remember when I, I'm a nighttime snacker. I don't, I have no shame in that game. But I remember <laughs> when I was losing weight and consciously now still, I leave a little room in my calories for some nighttime snacking because I know like once 8 p.m. hits, I'm going to want just a little something to wind down at the end of the day. Yeah, I always have a, a late night snack. Like I have, I have three snacks throughout the day and three meals throughout the day. But I also make, I always make sure that my last snack is like after my dinner. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly how I am. And I've never doing that. I never had problems losing weight. It wasn't like one day I would eat after 8 p.m. and I would be a balloon in the morning. Or anything. <laughs> I mean, it's that's kind of, again, like what usually happens to people is they've eaten all their calories before 8 p.m. And then afterwards, they start going over. So mm -hmm. if that's you and you're kind of nervous about that and you think like, hey, I might be already reaching that calorie limit decrease calories somewhere else in the day and then yeah. you can kind of save some at night especially if you're trying to lose weight that's what i would recommend and if you're calorie counting it'll become very apparent where that disconnect is but mm -hmm. there's really no um there's really no evidence that suggests that eating after a certain time is going to make you gain weight or not lose weight as effectively again it might i've heard some people say it affects digestion stuff like that that's totally fair game like, the only thing i have noticed is it depends what snack i have if, if it's like a very sugary snack then it keeps me awake but in terms of actual digestion i personally don't have any issues with that yeah. And a lot of people too, what happens late at night is a lot of people will start getting cravings because of, you know, emotional reasons is usually the top mm -hmm. reason that they've finally decompressed from the day the kids are to bed and now they can just sit with their thoughts. Or, you know, you we're used to, I mean, we're on our phones all day, emails all day, go, 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 go. And then you sit down and it's 8 PM and you finally get to relax. We love stimulation. We've been stimulated all day long. Our brains are so used to the notifications, the emails. Yeah. Mom, what's this thing? You know, <laughs> husband's asking a question, boyfriend's asking a question. Then when it's time to cool down, we're like jittery. And a lot of people will reach to food to kind of aid that 
feeling of a lack of stimulation, which is really interesting. It's a really interesting concept. I've just kind of become more familiar with um, is the fact that we're so stimulated throughout the day that when we finally get to relax, which we all say we want anyway, we're like, oh, I never yeah. have time to relax. Then when we do, we're like, how do I do this? And so, <laughs> if you find that's you, I would really highly recommend, first of all, making sure you have lower calorie snacks around. Just fill your mm -hmm. environment with goal-promoting foods. Yeah, I, that's something, a trick that I learned very early on is all my snacks are now low calorie. And even if I have two as opposed to one, I don't feel as guilty as if I had mm -hmm. like two Mars bars or do you have Mars bars over there? Think you do, no, right? but I always hear people from the UK talking about them, and I, I'm going to send you some. That's my little treat for doing this podcast. I'm going to send you Perfect. some. Mars I'll bars. send you some chemical laden apples or something. Oh, I can't wait! They'll last forever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the 8 p.m. thing—it's kind of a myth. Um, again, unless it affects digestion, the most important thing is that you're remaining in that calorie range throughout the entire day. The third thing is: should we use water to replace food? No, I'm going to put... Okay, the answer's that. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and here's why. This is an old myth that we hear a lot in terms of dieting. Is using water as a meal replacement. Just drink your food. And the reason why it's really ineffective is your body's much smarter than that. Your body isn't just... It's not just, oh, I'm full. I feel like my belly's full. Don't need to eat. Like your body needs nutrients. Mm -hmm. And so essentially what's going to end up happening is you'll feel full. So you will feel that comfort of being full. And you, it won't be comfortable, actually, because I don't know if you've ever just drank a bunch of water. It's like the worst feeling ever. I drink so much water. Like I, kind of, I drink like three to four liters of water a day, which I think is like a gallon of water equivalent to what you guys use. But I'm always on the toilet, and it's not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's uncomfortable. You know, if you ever drink a bunch of water at once, you're sloshing around. So, Quite that, literally. <laughs> literally. So it's kind of creating the same effect of being full. Your body's much smarter. That's going to pass. And then what you're essentially doing is restricting food, which mm -hmm. we know eventually will lead to binging later. So a lot of people that do this will get in kind of a cycle of, well, I, I just I meal replace with my water or even like juices and teas, they'll meal replace with that. And then later on, that seven o'clock will hit, eight PM yeah. energy dip will hit, and then it's they're eating everything because their body needs to catch up. So a much better approach to this is just to eat throughout the day in regular intervals because you won't experience as much of those energy crashes and intense yeah. cravings and binging. So if you're thinking of trying this, I would say, first of all, drink more water. That's a great thing. And it's actually going to be... And really like you said, it does actually keep you full as well. So if you put yeah. the meals and the water together, it's just a whole thing that keeps you full throughout the day. And you might notice too, like, oh, when I drink more water and I increase my fiber, I don't feel as hungry. I don't feel like I need to eat as much. Totally mm -hmm. valid. But and also one thing I have hard. noticed is if I under eat, I don't sleep. Because my body is, is trying to keep itself awake because it needs the nutrients to sleep, essentially. Isn't that funny? Like, the worst thing in the world is going to bed and you're starving. Yeah. <laughs> or waking up at 2 a.m. like, oh, I just <laughs> want to eat everything in the house. I know. And that's and see, that's tough. I've totally... I, that just happened to me last night. I was like, why am I so hungry? Like, what I'm sure I know. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Uh, and then I just fell back asleep and I woke up. 
that definitely <laughs> happens. But yeah, just I would definitely recommend opposed to trying to meal replace, even with shakes and stuff. I mean, when you look at to the nutrients of those shakes and the calories, I mean, a lot of times it's not enough to sustain us for a long period of time. So, mm -hmm. for example, if you're using like a meal replacement shake or a protein shake, on average, those are about two to 300 calories. That will only really sustain you for X amount of hours. So also yeah. don't expect with those that you're going to have those and then you're like not going to eat for eight hours because that's just not how it works. How like that's one thing that really annoys me about some in Instagram influencers is they put up, say, 200, 300 calories breakfast, lunch, and dinners. and if you see over your three meals, that's only 900 calories. That's never going to be sustainable in life. No. And what I would be really interested to see is they're putting that up on Instagram, right? Like that's what they're showing us. But no, what they're not showing us is possibly where they're binging, possibly yeah. where they're having other issues mentally. Well, those high calorie snacks. Yep, exactly. You know, and that's, that's really unfortunate about Instagram and the whole weight loss Instagram side of things is mm -hmm. you just don't know the full story of what's going on. And yeah. I've never seen it work where somebody can eat under like even 1500 calories a day and make it work long term. It's just they end up overeating in some other category yeah. because your body's smart. Making themselves sick. Yeah, really. And there's, I mean, there's, there's exa or, uh, exceptions, right? Like, uh, just being in the fitness industry, things like bodybuilding, if you're training models or actors, there are certain tricks you can do where people can eat under X amount of calories in order to go to a shoot or in order mm -hmm. to do an event. But everybody in that situation knows you're doing this for like two weeks. It's not yeah. like a, it's very apparent. It's not long-term because your metabolism can be screwed up. Um, I mean, there's just a myriad of horrible things that can happen. <laughs> and so that's what kind of sucks when I see like just normal people. And I would even consider myself normal person, you know, just because mm -hmm. I'm a personal trainer. I'm not like an athlete by any means. I just I'm a normal person that knows a lot about this and helps right. other people do it. Um, when they try to do these things like water fast and, you know, all these complicated things that like bodybuilders and actors and models do that are highly controlled under very high expert guidance it's never going to work and you'll end up doing more damage than it's it's worth then if yeah. you just invested that time in the first place into doing the right things like just being in a moderate calorie deficit exercising a little bit more and this is actually a, i don't know if i should bring this up now or later but i have a great point that would actually fit here and this was a quote that i think is so valuable because it kind of goes on everything we've talked about the myths the fad diets let me hear it this is a quote that uh somebody who's much older and wiser than me well he probably wouldn't want me to say he's much older than me but he's much <laughs> wiser than me said once and it's do you want to do it right or do you want to do it over wow. and that hit me hard in all areas of my life. He was talking about in terms of business, but I share this with my clients as well. It's like, you can do all the fad diets. You can try to get the fast results, but ultimately, unless you're doing it the right way, and, and again, what's right for me might not be right for somebody mm -hmm. else, so whatever's right for you. And that's something I really like to preach here on this podcast, that yeah. everybody's journey is different. Like, Absolutely. even in terms of what we're talking about now, people might still ultimately lose weight, but their journeys are going to be so different. Absolutely. It's everything is so individual. So you got to find that what works right for you, do it right. Even if it takes more time, even if it's harder, even if it, yeah. it's more difficult, 
because otherwise you're going to be doing it over and over and over and over again. And it's just, it ends up sucking your time. It ends up sucking your money and it sucks your life force. Literally. I mean, you can only do it for so long before you're like, and this is what's heartbreaking for me is I'll see people have been yo-yo dieting for decades and they're like, I'll just never be able to lose weight. I just can't do it. It's just not for me. They're so frustrated. They're at the end of their rope. And it's because they've gone for fad diet, fad diet, quick result, quick mm-hmm. result. And it's just heartbreaking to me because what they're searching for is this confidence. They're searching for this fulfillment and they're trying to find it through all these quick fixes. And it's like, Let's strip this down to basics. Let's do yeah. it right now, you know? And so I, I always think about that. And if you're starting your journey and you're like, ah, screw these people, screw this lady on this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and do keto after this. because I, really <laughs> the, the, I would just say, do you want to do it right? Or do you want to do it over? It's much, it's so worth it to invest more time. That's exactly what I did. Like, I I thought if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to make sure it can be sustainable over a long period of time. And even now, and we're going to kind of briefly touch on this in a moment, coming outside of the weight loss um, journey. I know that when I come out of this journey, I want to say that I did it the right way because I don't want to flip back into my old habits. And now I'm in a place where I have, changed so much in my life but it's all maintainable Mm -hmm. and this that's such a good point and this actually it kind of carries off of a question you asked me on the forum here and it's how did you maintain the weight after losing it and it's just like you said it's not I don't calorie count anymore. I don't think too hard about this stuff Mm -hmm. but it's because I just like you invested a lot of time at the beginning getting these habits down figuring all of this out and I was able to say sustain those habits because they're like it's like brushing my teeth in the morning I don't even yeah. think about it too hard and now I know, I know what snacks I can have throughout the day without even looking on the back of the package to see how many calories are in it exactly and that's ultimately what you want to get to ultimately we've talked a lot about calorie counting and there's mm-hmm. thinking and there's numbers and there's calculations that we've talked <laughs> about today but ultimately you want to get to a point where you don't need to do any of that and you're mm. just living a healthy lifestyle. You're and let's living be honest, calorie, counting calories is emotionally draining. Oh yeah. Like if we're going to be completely real. Mm-hmm, it is. And there's, and that's why I always say to people, there's different methods that work, but when you're talking about sustainable or uh, getting predictable weight loss results, you got to track food somehow. But Mm -hmm. once you get it down, and once you're able to predictably see weight loss results, if you can cut back from the calorie counting, I did calorie counting, I think, when I started and and mind you, I've been doing this for 10 years now. And I've maintained my weight. I've gone up and down, you know, a little bit here and there. But I've uh, maintained this. And I think I calorie counted what maybe a year and a half, two years, but that's all I needed to know what was in my food. You know, now I just intuitively know, like you say, I look at, I don't snack pack. I know what's in it. I know what fits in my diet for the most part. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what you want to get to. Plus I've just developed so many healthier habits like you have as well, from what it sounds like that it just, again, it feels second nature. That's what you want to get to eventually, but you can't get there without first investing the work at the beginning. Um, And I think that's, that's the tough part that a lot of people um, come to grips at and they don't know where to start start simple start easy um, and start one thing at a time don't cut it all out at once tackle one thing at a time yeah that's another thing we've talked about in the past too is like overhauling everything at once 
it's just too much. I mean, unless mm-hmm. you're going to make weight loss your full-time job, which I wouldn't recommend and isn't feasible for 90% of the people in the world, um, you're going to have to pick and choose what you prioritize at first, yeah. especially if you've got families, kids, a job, you're going to have to choose. All right. Am I going to, right now I have to choose between nutrition or exercise. That's just the reality. Got to yeah. choose nutrition. That's my top priority. Because that's, that's another thing I don't think we've spoken about, actually. Um, you can still lose weight without working out. Oh, absolutely. I've had multiple clients who never worked out, but because they changed their nutrition, they were able to lose weight. And I would say, too, um, and again, I'm not trying to overcomplicate this. This is just kind of a reality. If you are listening and you want to work out, work out. It's definitely more beneficial to be exercising. Mm-hmm. You're going to build yeah. muscle mass. You're going to get all the mental health benefits that come with exercise. So if you can do it, absolutely do it. But the it's really inefficient to try to lose weight and only exercise because you have to work really, really hard <laughs> in order to yeah. do that. Um, because at the end of the day, what did I, I said a gajillion times, weight loss comes down to calories in versus calories out. And it's much easier to control the calories coming in with nutrition than it is to control calories out with exercise. So yeah. in my programs, we double up. I say, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna adjust nutrition so that you're bringing less in, but we're also going to uh, increase your exercise so that you're also burning more so that you can eat more food, you're getting better results. But I've had some people who are just way too busy and they're like, I can't work out. Or if I do work out, it's got to be very, very minimal. And I say, all mm-hmm. right, then we really need to focus on nutrition in order to get these results. Yeah. And it, to- it totally can work. It's all, again, about calories and calories out. So definitely, like, there's a lot of people that believe that they need to be in the gym six to seven days a week and they need to kill themselves every time they're in there and they need to be drenched with sweat. And that's absolutely not the case. I've had people- also, is that maintainable five, ten years down the line? Oh, absolutely not. If you don't have like a pulled hammy by the time you're done, <laughs> that, I'm surprised you deserve a medal. But I, I mean, I only work out three days a week, but I, I have a good diet. That's the difference, you know, and I know people who and that's a lot so of people, nice to hear that even you as a yeah. personal trainer doesn't work out all day every day. Dude, I'm too lazy to do that. I always tell my clients <laughs> that I'm like, I'm way too lazy for that. I, I lo- listen, I love working out, but I've got a whole life going on. I don't have time mm-hmm. to go to the gym all day. So I make sure my workouts are quick, effective, and then I manage my diet. I have some clients too. I think that people think the more intense your workouts are, um, the more weight you're going to lose. I have clients, some of my most successful weight loss clients have lost weight just walking. It's and like, another thing with that is there's certain medical conditions that like PCOS, PCOS, for example, if you work out too hard, that can actually make you put weight on as opposed to losing the weight, which mm-hmm. a lot of people with PCOS don't even know that themselves. Yeah. And that's a really important point too, is that a lot of times <clears throat> the intense exercise ends up doing more harm than good. You end up becoming more inflamed. Um, there's certain hormonal things that it can affect. Now, I'm not too well-versed on that, but just from training women, I, I've yeah. noticed that you train too hard and you don't have a good recovery routine. Um, uh, there's other issues that come up as well. And that just, it goes to show, know your body, um, know that you Especially don't- Especially your menstrual cycle as well. That's another big thing. Because when you get on those energy. scales, you're like, how have I put three, four pounds on? But actually- it might just be the wrong time of the month. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the best being a weight loss coach when people get their periods and they're like, Josie, what's going on? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like uh, I don't, what, is, are you on your period? Is that too personal for me to ask? They're like, oh yeah, I am. And I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. That's, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
exactly. So there's so much that affects it. So you have to find what you like. If you're somebody, I know people that CrossFit and super intense workouts are like their life force. It's their jam. Like they get in there and they love it. If that's you, go ahead. But if you know that's not you, I know that's not me anymore. When I was younger, I loved doing that stuff. But now I'm like, Dude, I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to do some light lifting just so that I can get those endorphins mm -hmm. running, make sure my body's balanced, I'm strong. But other I can move in. That's I, the main thing. Keep it moving. Exactly. Just keep your body moving. And sometimes that intense, super intense exercise, especially if you're not working with a professional and you're doing it on your own, can lead to more harm than good. But yeah, don't, I think the main takeaway I could say about weight loss and all of this is don't overcomplicate it. It's really, it's, again, it's simple, not easy, but it's, it's moving more in a way that feels good to you. Again, what are you going to be able to do for a long time? Are you going to be able to do 75 chin-ups and CrossFit, you know, in three minutes for the rest of your life? Until yeah, I know. <laughs> Probably not. So what can you do? that feels doable and, and also enjoyable. If you don't enjoy this process, you're not going to stick with it. So you got to find things yeah, you absolutely. like. Exercise you like, foods you like. And I think a lot of people come into the whole weight loss thing with almost too pessimistic of an attitude because it is tough and it's hard and they have preconceived notions of, oh, this is going to suck. And I challenge people and invite people to change that perspective of, of like, hey, this is a new way I'm doing it. This is, for me, I'm trying to figure out the right way let me use this as an exploration. I'm going to have an open mind. I've never tried walking yeah. before. Let me try it for two weeks and see if I like it. Even if you think it's And there's so many different work. combinations of exercises on YouTube and things like that now that there has to be something out there for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, of course, not everything's going to be enjoyable. Like I always, I always say, <laughs> like if you have, you know, I always tell people like, okay, do you always feel like going to work? No, but do you need to work and go to your job mm -hmm. and get paid? Yeah. yeah. So sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you know, you might have to do planks, even though you hate planks, or you might have to eat broccoli, even though you hate broccoli. But it's broccoli. so satisfying when you, let's say you start doing planks and you can't do planks. And then a few months down the line, you're all of a sudden able to like lie there for a minute or so. Exactly. And, and those small wins, man. Those that's not small. That's a huge win. Those wins are what people really need to start. I mean, we all look at the scale as our measure of progress, right? We all look at mm -hmm. the scale, at, me included. It's even it's subconscious. I talk about this all day of like, oh, don't listen to the scale. It's not the only thing. But even I pay attention to the scale. You know, it, it's just what we do. We've been conditioned to believe yes. that the scale is the most important thing. Um. But take those little wins. If you can walk a mile more than you could have three months ago, write that down. Make a list in your phone. Make a list on a, in a journal of all the progress you're making. And it might not seem like much, but man, when you're having a bad day and you're yeah. having a day where it's like, I feel like I need, this is it. Like I, I've tried, nothing's working. Go back to that list and read the evidence. That's evidence of the changes you've made and the progress mm -hmm. you've made. And even if it's not That's something that I've been doing recently from the very Perfect. beginning, I've taken progress pictures and right now, like I can look at myself and I'd be like, Oh, like I don't feel like I've changed much or I don't look mm -hmm. any different than I did maybe two months ago. But then I look at my progress pictures and I'm like, Oh wow. Like maybe, yes, I've only lost four or five pounds, but actually my body has shrunk because it's gaining more muscle. Exactly. And that's, if that's like one of the biggest things I, I can tell people is to, to take, document document this journey whether it's documenting your mood documenting your mindset and the changes mm -hmm. you're making in your life like like we've talked about it's not just about 
to physical changes. Of course, that's what we're all chasing, we're chasing, right? Like, let's be real. You know, I know there's people out there that are like, oh, I just exercise to feel good and this and this. And while that's true, deep down a lot, most of us, most of the people I talk to are like, I want to look different, you know? And so that's fine to acknowledge and keep it real. But also there's a mental side of this. There's the physical side of what your body's capable of doing. And the confidence you achieve and the confidence that you gain from being able to do these things. Man, I tell you what, like the confidence I see my clients gain from being able to do a squat at a certain weight they weren't able to before, or maybe they've had like knee problems and now their knees don't hurt as much anymore. Mm -hmm. There's people that come in super timid and shy. And then a few months down the line, they're like outlifting me and, and, telling me I'm wow. I'm an idiot and you don't know no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't need you anymore they're joking around they're like you're weak like you can't even <laughs> like, giving me shit and I'm like all right guys calm down you're paying me remember <laughs> I know the, the the teacher becomes the student all the time and that's cool to me that's what like you really see the difference in and that's what I've noticed the difference in in myself was the skills I learned through my weight loss journey again I always will say this actually losing weight and like being smaller is 1% of what made that journey so impactful for me. The rest of it was the confidence I gained, the ability to be disciplined with something, even when you're not seeing results, the ability to be consistent, the ability to understand patience and that good things take time. Mm -hmm. You learn that from this journey. It's just like any other journey, right? It's just like being a parent. It's just like starting a business. It's just like trying to get a degree. It's like any other thing. You can parallel it. It's just we're talking about weight loss now. But and like one thing I tell people, my clients especially, is I'm like, what was an area of your life that you overcame a really big struggle for, like a really big challenge? It'll be things like, oh, my, you know, I had cancer. I had, um, I really worked hard to move up in my job. I raised my kids all by myself and, you know, didn't have any help from my family or their father or something like that. And I'm like, guys, you've been through this. You have, (laughs) you can do anything. You can do anything. Take those skills you've learned in those situations of your life and apply it to this. It's, it's having that mindset of I'm going to take these skills and these disciplines I've learned in this area and now move it into this. It's so valuable. You're not a beginner. You was that you were saying with that quote? The quote was about business, but you actually put it into your kind of health and weight loss journey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all the same, man. Life, it's all connected. It can all be paralleled. And it's up to us, though, to consciously make those um, connections in our mind and be like, okay, I've been through hard stuff before. I can get through this. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always remember in times of, you know, when, especially when my clients are having a hard time with their weight losses. I'm like, hey, let's think of a time when you struggled and you overcame it. What did you do? Well, I, yeah. I remember I set a schedule. Okay, let's make sure you got a good schedule. What else happened? Um, I made sure to take some time off so I didn't get overwhelmed. Cool. Let's implement that here. Take those little things that worked for other areas of your life, put them into your weight loss journey. Because at the end of the day, it's all the same. It's all this like, this journey. That's why we call yeah. it a journey. And I know it sounds so goofy. I'm so. I know. I hate using that word, but it's the it's only relevant thing because of diet. <laughs> I know so many people are like, oh, I hate when you say weight loss journey. And I'm like, dude, I do too, but I literally <laughs> don't know how else to describe it. Because <laughs> if you say diet, like instantly I'm going to fail because I don't like diets. 
Exactly. I know. It's like, you gotta be careful of your verbiage and journey, but it's like, it's think of like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, you know, the hero's journey. You're living out your own hero's journey in multiple areas Mm -hmm. of your life. And you can use those connections in all areas. I use things I learned from my weight loss journey in my business. I I use things I've uh, learned in my weight loss journey in my music stuff, in my relationships. You take those experience, yeah, okay. experience and consciously connect them. It's a, it's a game changer. It really is. Everything's connected. And, and it's up to us to realize that, shift the perspective. I think a lot of people are, are overwhelmed that. and feel like newbies with weight loss. And they're like, oh, I've never done this before. Uh, this is scary. Well, remember when you first drove a car? You didn't know what to do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you you brake-checked your mom and, like, drove over a curb. And we suck at everything when we start. It's hard. It is hard. Skateboarding. I remember I started skateboarding during uh, quarantine, and I was god-awful at it. If you're a beginner at something, you're probably going to suck, and that's okay. People just want the end results, and that's part of the problem with today's society is people just want the end results. They don't want the process or they don't want to start because they're scared of failing or they're scared of not getting to the end point. Yeah. It's like, well, and you're an entrepreneur as well. It's like business and anybody who's listening, I don't know if your audience is, is full of a bunch of entrepreneurs, but anybody can probably imagine that building a business is hard. Right. And mm-hmm. you can also probably imagine that, you know, most people don't put out their first product and immediately make a million dollars. And if you had come to, if, you know, a business owner had come to you and was like, Oh my God, I just, I just posted on Instagram for the first time about my coaching program and nobody wanted it. You'd probably be like, yeah, it takes time. Like, you gotta where do you get Christmas from if you don't have a following? Yeah. Exactly. It's, you got to put work in. It's the same with weight loss. You can't do everything right for a week and then be like, Oh my God, I didn't hit my goal weight. I didn't lose 15 pounds. It takes time. And you got to mm. trudge through weeks where nothing is happening and you're yeah. not getting that instant gratification, but you got to stay really, really headstrong and know if I keep doing the right things, there's literally no way you can fail. The only Absolutely. two options is you succeed or you're going to quit. All right. It might take a while to succeed, just like it takes mm-hmm. a while to build a business. It takes a while to, you know, get a degree or whatever goals you're trying to achieve. But if you do the right things, you're consistent, you put your head down and you work, you're going to eventually get there. It just might take some time. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. I mean, think of like Bill Gates. I mean, he's what the richest guy in the world, and I heard he's getting divorced. So I'm sorry, Bill Gates. I know. Imagine that divorce increment. I saw a meme, and it was like, "Uh oh, Bill Gates and the Queen are both single now." <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Power couple of the century, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, what is the age difference between them two? I think it's still like thirty years, right? I have no 20, idea. 30 years. She's in her nineties now, definitely. Oh my gosh. I know. She's a, there's a, um, this is so off topic. It's okay. <laughs> but could you imagine Bill Gates and the Queen? I think she's so cool sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh. I just love how she drives a Range Rover and she's like 92 years old. Part. <laughs> it's like, I don't know anything about her or like the, like British politics. So it's like, oh, you, you don't know anything. I don't know anything. But me neither, and I'm British. So. Rolling down the street, she ain't even driving. She's just sitting in the back with all her jewels on. I'm like, <laughs> goals right there, man. That's what I want to be. <laughs> Not a care in the world, just stone face. That's what <laughs> Not everything done for you. I mean, what hard life. Exactly. And <laughs> um, just before I let you go. What is one thing you wish someone had told you before embarking on your weight loss journey? 
Yeah, this is a great question. And we've talked about a lot throughout the last however many minutes we've been recording. And I think like if I can simplify it down to anything, um, there's a lot of things. But while it's important to stay focused on your goal, right? Like we all get into this to lose weight. We're trying to look better. We're trying to change our Mm -hmm. lifestyle. We kind of touched on this, but don't forget to celebrate those small wins, all wins throughout the journey, no matter how small, celebrate them, write them down, document them. Because when times get tough, and they will, it's not if, it's when, and it could be immediately after you start, it could be a couple months down the line, stuff's going to get tough. And you need to make sure you have those wins documented. You need to make sure that you have the evidence listed, and you're celebrating it. Because at the end of the day, you get to choose too how you experience this journey. You can experience it through pessimism of, oh, I didn't lose weight this week, or, oh, this didn't happen, I suck, I'm a failure. You, you get to choose how you perceive this. Or you can do it with an open mind, and you can say, you know what, didn't get the, get, didn't get the weight loss I wanted this week, but you know what, I ran an extra mile. Or, I, yeah, I ate cookies this weekend, but I was with my sister, who I haven't seen in years, mm-hmm. and that's worth it to me. And I'm going to keep going no matter what. You get to choose your perception on this. You get to choose your perspective. Perception and, is so important as well. And that's, you get, either way, and again, I always tell people this, either way you're going to do it, right? Whether you carry through and actually hit your goal or not, you're going through the process. And <laughs> you get to choose if it sucks or not. And personally, I would ra- much rather have fun throughout the process, have a Absolutely. lighthearted perspective because either way you're going to be doing things you don't really like at first either way you're going to be making uncomfortable changes and you can it's amazing how quickly the things you don't like you suddenly like them exactly and if you have a pessimistic attitude the whole time and you have this attitude of this is too hard this is really challenging you'll never be open to enjoying things And remember, we start this because we want to enjoy our lives. We want to enjoy our bodies and be happy and Mm -hmm. and enjoy doing activities with people and eating good food and, you know, feeling healthy and happy. So remember that the end goal is to be healthy and happy. Yeah, you got to trudge through some confusion at first and some difficulties and some setbacks. But just keep that end goal in mind. Keep your why in mind. Why did you start? Yeah. And remember, you get to choose how you experience it. You're going to do everything no matter what. <laughs> like, <you laughs> choose if you enjoy it or if you hate it the whole time. That's totally up to you. So celebrate those small wins and um, you know, try to keep that open, optimistic attitude because at the end of the day, you get to choose how this process goes. And I would much rather hear that people are enjoying the process, enjoying eating new foods, enjoying trying new things, even if they suck. Even if you go to like a Zumba class and you're like, oh, this is not for me. Laugh it off. You're not yeah. a failure. Or, or it's only one time. You, you're not committed to it. Exactly. Enjoy it. Have fun. View it as an adventure. You know, we all want more adventure in our life and more excitement yeah. in our lives, right? View trying new foods as an adventure. So what? You might not like something. Ah, screw it. That was fun. I tried it anyway. Oh, that exercise wasn't for me. And that goes for like two days as well. Try those burgers. Try those um, pizzas. Try whatever it is. Exactly. And remember, yep, at the end of the day, it's, you don't have to be perfect. Perfection Mm -hmm. is not required here. Of course, you need, you know, if something isn't working, you want to look and audit, but don't expect perfection. Know at the beginning, you're going to screw up a lot. I mean, I'm yeah. 10 years in. Oh, believe me, I know that. <laughs> screw up all the time. 
it's not as big of a deal as you think it is. Um, keep going, stay optimistic. And if you ever need help, reach out. You would be surprised, even just yeah. venting to a friend. You know, it doesn't have to be a coach. You don't have to reach out and hire a professional, but even just mm. venting to somebody, having an accountability buddy. Saying it out loud hard. just changes your perspective on it so much. Exactly. Sometimes you'll say things out loud that's in your head and you're like, oh, that wasn't as big of a deal as it feels. I know. Like. And you think, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly so that's and your friend's just on the phone like are you okay <laughs> so that's what i would say and, and like we talked about earlier take those experiences from other areas of your life where you've you've overcome challenges and you've you know you've beat obstacles bring it into this it's all the exact same thing and just try to have some fun with it because if you aren't having fun it's not worth it you're not going to stick with it you get to choose how this whole process goes and um, you don't get to always choose and, you know, have control of the setbacks and the things that go well, mm -hmm. but you absolutely have control over your mindset and how you go about things. So that's what I would say. Mic drop. I love that. <laughs> oh, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We've, I know we've covered a lot. I know it's been quite intense, um, but just ultimately know that, yes, it's going to be hard if you want to start a weight loss journey, but... <clears throat> don't get caught up in the confusion it really is as simple as as um being in a calorie deficit figure out what a calorie deficit is if you don't know google it there's so much information online and as Josie mentioned before i will link the um calculator down below so mm -hmm. you can have a look at that as well and where can they find you what's your instagram handle are you on facebook twitter yeah, so my social media links, I just have two. It's uh, Josie Cordelette, that's J-O-C-I-E-C-O-R-T-I-L-E-T. -E uh, you could probably also find me on Rachel's <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, my, and I'll also link name, it all down below as well. My name's very confusing. Um, that's <laughs> Instagram, and feel free to add me on Facebook. That's kind of where I'm located. That's my headquarters in terms of marketing. That's where you can usually get a hold of me. Um, and feel free to really reach out with any questions. I have my Instagram is just full of free information. I can vouch for the reaching out for questions. I've reached out for questions to her before and she just comes back with the great advice that she gives. Yeah, it, <coughs> trust me, I'm going to be very nice. I don't bite. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, but that's only if you are trying to make me do keto or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, noted. Don't make her do keto. <laughs> You can reach out to me via Instagram or Facebook. I'd love to connect. Um, but there's tons of free information on all of this on my Instagram. I do daily stories that I kind of talk about this stuff. So I'd love to connect with you there. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm located. Great. Well, thank you so much. And I will speak to you very soon. Awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you for everybody listening. And thanks for having me on, Rachel. You absolutely rocked it. Of course. <laughs> Anytime. You are welcome back. <laughs> I'm sure people will be sending in questions. So I'm sure we can do a part two of what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. If people want to send in questions, we could do a Q&A or however you want to do it. I'm totally down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's do that. I'll put a link down below and you can send in some questions and then maybe we can get you on for part two and go through all the questions and just answer more specifically what people are worried about or stressed about, or if they just have any general questions that we haven't covered today. Perfect. I would love, I would absolutely be down and love to do that. If you all haven't noticed, I love to talk. So <laughs> opportunity to talk podcast, <laughs> and help yeah. people and give people some peace of mind and good information. I'm there for it. I'm down too. Well, it was so nice to chat with you and I will speak to you soon.
All right. Have a great day, Rachel, and everybody listening. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Goodbye. How insightful is Josie? She is honestly just the sweetest person and has helped me so much personally on my weight loss journey. And when I was having a bit of a moment, let's say, she really helped me to understand what I was doing right, what I was doing wrong, what I needed to do to switch it up and to just continue that process of losing weight. Weight loss journeys are hard, they're long and like she was saying they have to be able to fit in with your schedule yes you have to put a bit of your own time in but you know ultimately we can't go giving our whole lives to them because that's just not realistic we have to find what works for you what is comfortable what you want to get out of it some people don't want to have extreme weight losses some people just want to maintain or maybe lose a couple pounds or just tone up a little everybody's journey is so different and everybody deserves to have a positive weight loss journey if that is the plan for yourself and yeah just eat what you want make sure you're in calorie deficit and just continue grinding it out honestly you can do this if I can do this you can do this and as Josie said if you ever want to reach out to her for advice or if you would like to participate in her programs she's always uploading so much information on Instagram and she is always releasing new dates and new programs so please go and check her out on Instagram and show her some love show her some support she is just amazing inside and out and also if you want to reach out to myself I know some of you who follow me on Instagram Rachel Smith underscore one you will know that I myself have been on a very dramatic weight loss journey these last 12 months so I may not be a professional but I do know a thing or two so please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or to send in a question to the podcast that can also be found on my Instagram as well and I am more than happy to answer it in my next Q&A. Until next time, bye! Thank you for listening to Opening Up with Rachel Smith. I hope to see you back for future episodes so we can all continue growing and figuring this thing called life out.